0: Guys, question lang. How many cookies used to be inside the Dewberry pack? Because yeah, I can't be the only one. So, no,
1: too. it's two. I promise Show you. Show them guys. The evidence. It's it's. Show gross. them the evidence. Stock <laughs> is cheap. So, nobody,
0: uh, man. No man. Show them. There's no evidence because on Instagram people just like majority you just really us pictures.
2: For what photos. For talking about.
0: Yeah, I. But so we found pictures. But I'm telling you guys, this isn't the fact that like. A subset of the population voted for two mean that like there was one that existed because what we all just missed <laughs> along the third cookie you
1: guys were <laughs> hallucinating
3: collectively
0: our parents are just like
1: nah for majority of our childhood <laughs> hallucinating. so they
0: say it's three we say it's two put it in the comments below and we'll find out who's the real winner via democracy what? One, two, three, four. Welcome, friends, to our podcast, where the topics range wide and the vibe is wax. Screw up Sesh, screw up Sesh. Welcome, everybody, to the SES Podcast.
1: So, hey, everyone. Screw up the episode of the Sus Podcast. Uh, today's episode is a very special one. With the ongoing pandemic, life... Uh, as we know, it has shifted drastically because of this. I feel like it's safe to say that we all learned that one of the biggest things we should be thankful for is our frontliners, always ready to serve for our safety. They are our own, essentially superheroes, who selflessly commit to their jobs, to which they are very passionate about. And with that being said, it's an honor for us here to have two guests who are aspiring to be a part professions in the world. With that being said, let's welcome our guests, Maya, Antonio and Catherine. Hi guys.
4: Yay. Hi.
0: <laughs> so do you guys want to introduce yourselves?
5: Um, hi, so my name is Maya. I'm an incoming second year medical student. So I'm not a frontliner yet, but hopefully um, soon uh, I will be. Um, I'm in Bethanyah School of Medicine and Public Health. I, as I said, I'm incoming second year, so I really just finished my first year of medicine, totally like 100% online because of the pandemic, but I'm alive and I'm here. And it's nice to also meet um, the next speaker who's actually gonna be joining me in this school soon. So um, Kat, take it away. Hi.
4: I'm Kat. I'm a fresh grad from the Ateneo de Manila University with a degree in life sciences and I'll be entering the Ateneo School of Medicine and Public Health this August. So for her experience, it was unique that she took her first year completely online. For me, it was the whole application process that went online, but I'm sure we can go deeper into that later.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow, they're doing our jobs. I, I feel <laughs> speechless. So those are our guests. So hello, everyone. Welcome back, yes, to another episode of this podcast. Um, Like Tiago said, today's topic is very special because this is literally something that the four of us don't know anything about, which is why we feel that we should be further educated as well as all other people who will either be going through this experience um, in the near future or... You know, people who can relate to what these two um, guests are going through right now. Um, for sure uh, medical students are the future heroes of society especially in this pandemic time because the world will never not need doctors and you know, the journey to get here and the journey after med school is definitely going to be a very interesting one and a very challenging one. But we have no doubt that these two are going to make excellent doctors and we're here to find out more about, you know, um, what inspired them to become doctors, the process of applying to med school, going through med school, and all of that as well. So, how are you guys doing right now? Like, with your schedules? Like, I know it, it might be, like, pretty hectic.
4: <laughs> I don't think it's right to say it's hectic for me. I'm free as a bird. Like, I just oh, finished school, so I'm starting in August, and yeah, I'm kind of just, you can't really do anything because it's a pandemic, right? So I've just been home, kind of figuring out what to do, lots of online shopping, lots of finding out how other people are coping also, so just lots of catching up for me and really emptying my
5: brain and being calm.
0: That's great.
4: How
5: about you? <laughs> I super agree with that online shopping. I think the pandemic just brought us into this deep dark hole of window shopping online because it's so easy. I mean Lazada shopping, you know all those things. Um, me on the other hand, I'm also on summer, so no academic things right now. But we are preparing for the coming year. So I'm part of a uh, batch council, just like student council, but just for our batch. And we really just have been planning um, what we can do with the, for our batch to make the next year easier. Because I'm not sure if you know, but the, they say that the second year of medicine is the hardest. But, you know, we're still starting out. So I'm pretty sure there are other hard years. They so should say every year is hard. <laughs> but still fun. But anyway, yes, that's it. I'm on summer. I'm relaxing. Break. Well, that's
0: nice. I mean, you guys deserve <laughs> the breather. In between, like you know, the transition from one year to the next. So, like, did you guys always want to be like doctors from when you were like little kiddies? Because I know me, like I used to, I used to have like the Sesame Street, like um, hospital set with the stethoscope oh, nice. and the big bird, like vaccination. But that's that's pretty much it. That's <laughs> <laughs> for me. I don't know, but uh, like for you guys, like was this always a like a dream that you wanted to. Um, go into this field after college. Like, where did your, you know, where did this aspiration
4: come from? I think for me, it was a super clear path because both my parents are doctors, but none of my brothers followed down the same path. So for me, it was kind of just a no-brainer. But then when I say it like that, it's kind of like I was pressured into it. But for me, it was always just like how much I enjoyed the atmosphere. So. My parents don't really work in the hospital anymore. We have our own clinic. And I really grew up there. Like, I'd spend my afternoons there if I came home early from school. So I'd be talking to the patients. I'd be hiding in the pharmacy. I remember when I was a kid, I got pagalitan because I wanted to play pharmacist. So I took different meds, and then I just mixed it all together. Then I just left it there. I was like, that's my magic potion. It's going to heal you. And then I was like, wait. <laughs> you know when you're doing something wrong, and you're just slowly sinking it? like, wait. I shouldn't have done that. So I was sitting there looking at it like, oh, no. This is not a good idea. So I ran. I hid behind the couch. And then for like two hours, everyone was just looking for me. But yeah, I think that aside from just having my parents be doctors, it was just always a part of me, and then you know when you're doing things and you just feel like you know this feels right to me. I feel like that's how the journey was for me.
0: Aww. Oh.
5: What
4: <laughs> so- oh, you have to say
5: about yeah. that, <laughs> I mean, okay. Once she was
0: telling <laughs> that story, I was worried she was gonna say she took all the pills. I was like, <laughs> whoa, 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 that whoa, whoa, that went dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
5: It's fine. Um, My story a little no, bit different from Kat. <laughs> yeah, that's <it. laughs> mine's a little different from Kat. So my mom is actually a lawyer by profession, and then my eldest brother followed in her footsteps, so he's also a lawyer. Uh, my second brother is a financial consultant, and my dad is an entrepreneur. So there's really no science anything in my my immediate family. Um, So I guess you can say I'm first gen or I think Ton said that a while ago that I'm quote unquote first gen. Uh, Yeah, so entering med school, obviously there was really nobody to ask or anything, but I've always known that I wanted to be a doctor. I think it started in grade six It was the first time that we had biology in our curriculum. And I remember going home and just drawing the entire circulatory system over and over again because I was just so fascinated with how it worked. Um, And ever since then, I've been so in love with science. Maybe not like, you know, the hard sciences, like physics, I'm not really a big fan, but there's a lot of physics in that. But I'm not really a big fan of physics, but biology and chemistry, like org chem, I've always been so amazed by it. I'm not necessarily great at it, but it's always been fun for me. Um, So I think knowing that I wanted to be a doctor was really because it was a meeting point between what I was interested in and what I felt like, um, could help the society. Um, so I think that's really how you find your purpose. It's, it's finding the intersection of what you're good at and what the world needs. And when I was thinking of, you know, like what profession I wanted, there was never any question. It was always medicine. It was always being a doctor, even if there was no doctor around me. Um, yeah, because I enjoyed it. And because I felt like, it's something the Philippines needs. We will always need doctors, as Tons said a while ago. And we don't just need a lot of doctors; we need good doctors, and we need doctors who are going to stay, and we need doctors who want to help Filipinos and want to make you know the Philippine healthcare system better. Um, so that's that's what I'm hoping to become. I'm not there yet, but yeah, that's that's where I'm hoping to you know take a few steps towards that that particular goal. <laughs>
0: I don't want to say wow, but wow, yeah, oh, uh, Wow. amazing, <laughs> <can see> amazing, <laughs> well. uh, wow. <laughs> good, huh? wow, wow, wow,
3: free, free, life,
2: sound
5: effects yeah, coming from thought today.
3: Like that's
2: like that's like something the future a future president would say or something, you know.
5: <laughs> oh,
4: very nice. election day. Owen Wilson. May register to vote? Yes. I'm ready. i ready. I'm ready.
0: I'm trying to get registered now. Okay, I will. Okay. Better. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really great that, like, even from a young age, you guys kind of, like, found signs of your calling early. Just, you know, it's it's a really nice thing because I know there are a lot of people who until, like, high school or even college, they, they're not really sure what they want to be doing. So it's really, like, great that you guys were able to um, find your passion early on. <laughs> passion
5: that's true
2: that's true yeah being a being a doctor because wow that's really good amazing the journey begins going to be, the journey begins with the first step yes. as you step as you step you gotta walk and before you walk, you got to
5: right. Right. You you
2: crawl. You're a coachman pala, It's Intel's so inspiring, oh, no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, inspiring. You did this last it's time. Philosophic yeah. song, you it's know? A, yeah. it's just
0: philosophical. Like, I'm bringing everything out because I'm really stressed. It. Go. You know? go with it, go
2: with it. This <laughs> <laughs> is medical school. That's walking, right? But before that, you got to learn to crawl, ba? Right? And this crawling, I think that's, we can equate that to the application process, ba? Right? Could you uh, tell us your personal experiences as you crawl towards, towards medical school or how I say, how you say, could you tell us about your personal experiences in the application process? Was it frustrating? Was it, uh, was it fun? Was it enjoyable?
5: So uh, my undergrad, I came from UP (laughs) Delaman, I was BS psychology. Um, So naturally the. Not naturally, sorry. A lot of people from my course went to med school, but a lot also went to you know, different law school, psychology, um, psychiatry. Uh so I think it was for me, we were uh we had to go to the different schools to submit our applications. But okay, well just backtrack a bit. Nobody will really teach you how to apply for med school, nobody will tell you what to do. Unlike high school when you're there's no help up. you're really yeah, on that's your exactly, own right? there's really no help you're on your own it's like you're an adult go do it on your own but yeah, it's like don't... high school you have a guidance counselor or you know you have your, your class advisor who will tell you what what forms you need what requirements what documents you know all those things but with med school there was none so um i was always just with i was with people in my course who also wanted to go to med school and we made this kind of master file of every single school that we would all be interested in so our google doc our google sheet sorry our google sheet had a sheet for ateneo for up for ue for usd for feu for st Luke's, all of that and then it would be a checklist of um we cross-checked with their websites and we we tried to see okay what particular documents did they need And then what were the requirements? So some of them had requirements like extra units of a particular science or um, extra math, all those things. And we had to list all of that down and then also listed down what documents we needed. And then beside that we put like what office we needed to go to in UP Diliman to get those particular documents. Um, In UP, it's it's a little bit different from Ateneo that it's easy. I mean, it's, it's relatively easy to get your documents. In UP, the waiting time is a little bit longer, I guess, because maybe there are so many people who request for documents. So we had to also put that. And then we, we indicated like how long it would take and then when we needed to take it. So that means when did we need to request for the form? And then what office we had to have that document signed by. So it was really like a group effort. I think I did it with two other girls. We fixed that entire master file and then we sent it out oh. to our batchmates um, who were also applying. And then, of course, the boys the boys are always, you know, sometimes they're dependent on us girls. Boom! Girls. Oh, just, girls.
1: oh. <laughs> I you. agree. I agree. <laughs> I, I can't,
5: I can't counter
1: so I agree. Yeah. I, I yeah. Promise so that. <laughs> <file>. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have fixed that file. I probably wouldn't
0: have. Oh, no, that they file. see
5: that they're going to kill me. But yeah, my, my <laughs> guy batchmates we're, were really hard working. So they helped us also um, get all the documents. Um, so it is really just a matter of organizing, um, especially when you're applying to more than one school and all those schools have different requirements, different deadlines. So it was crucial that we organized and got everything on time. So having a master file on Google Sheets worked for us. And then having that cross checked with those those schools' websites made us not have to worry about maybe we were lacking something. Um, so, After that, after, you know, compiling all those documents, we really went through each school and it also became a way to kind of see the environment and see um, what school was a fit for us. I mean, there was no there were no results yet, whether we had gotten in or not. But um, I think it's very important still to to see where where you feel like you could grow. Um, So when we we took that application um submission as a chance to do that so when we had our complete documents we personally went to the schools and went to their admin offices tried to talk to the admin tried to talk to the guards tried to talk to the staff and try, kind of just get a feel of the entire school um so that's how my application period went uh, i really took the time to go everywhere and and see everything and submit all the documents on time um, but i know kat has a different experience so kat yeah um, <laughs> sure. I'm so glad you brought up that you really physically had to go to your school because
4: I never had to, but I chose to. Because you know when you're applying to med school and you really like you're panicking every day. So you want to make sure your documents really get there. Because a lot of schools allowed you to just send it like via grab or whatever your favorite career was. But for me it was like with my birth certificate, I don't think so. So I kind of just took all that, all that like myself because they were all near me. But I think, yeah, what's most unique about my application process was that most of that happened online. I don't want to say what schools followed like what path because I some of them have NBAs, non disclosure agreements, sorry. Yeah. so that you can't really talk about the specifics. So no I problem. just won't assign them to what December. school. But for some schools, mm. everything you just submit online, Like you really never have to go there. So for my application process, I experienced getting my documents. And thankfully, it was super streamlined. Because since we're in a pandemic, you can't really go to the offices and everything. So everything you just do by email. Literally getting your recommendation letters. That was hard. Because Especially during the start of the pandemic, it was really hard to email profs, and parang it's nakakahiya to keep following up because you're not really seeing them. So, that was yeah. the first <laughs> hurdle, I think, when yes. it comes to applying online. And then the next thing that you're going to face after getting your documents and submitting them to the schools are the interviews. So, all of my interviews were online, and some of them are a lot more chill than others. For one interview I had, like my interviewer was literally just in their, I don't know, in front of their office pantry or something. And then she didn't even have like a specific set of questions. She was just asking me very general things, really, that you'd expect out of an interview. Like, why are you applying? What are your plans after this? What makes you a good fit? But for other schools, and there's one school in particular, they make use of the MMI. So they have the multiple mini-interviews. And it was interesting because right for our batch, we're the first to go fully online. So we had it on Zoom. And then you go online and you're in a waiting room with like 10 other people. And you can't turn off your camera. You can't turn off your mic. So you're just staring at the other people that are interviewing. We're technically the same spot as you were right? So you're just sitting there like, you don't know if you have to <laughs> talk. You don't know if you have to say hi. And then they're moving you around room to room. And then in each room, it's just you and your panelist, And then your panelist talks to you about, like, a specific scenario. And then you have to figure it out. And you're just sitting there. And you're both just staring at each other while the time passes. And then you do that for seven different stations. So you talk to seven different people. And at the end of the interview, there's a guy that asks you, so how was your experience? And you just like, um, that's it. Is this part of the test? Do I say it was hard? Or do I say, I did great? At that moment, you're like super drained. Na. And what was interesting pa for my batch, kisef in that school that did the MMIs, the tests varied. So I'll make quantum mine, but it's not the same for other people that applied. For mine, when I got to my fifth station, I wanted to cry. It was an identification exam. As in med questions, okay. like when you trip, what bone do you break? I don't know. How's my break? Like, and all of the questions were like that. And then it's like on top like don't leave any blank. And I was like, oh I don't know. Like how many nerves are there? Blah blah blah. And you're just sitting there like, God, if this is It's not, it's not. And then your panelists, fireproctor, whatever. She's just sitting there like 10 minutes, five minutes, two minutes. Last 10 seconds, five, whoa, whoa. four. And then just like, oh my God, so strong. <laughs> God, so I'm going to cry. And then she was like, please leave. Please move to the next room. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll go now. And then when I was in the next room, the proctor was like, are you okay? <laughs> you look know, stressed. Oh my God. Oh my. the <laughs> moment, I'm just going to gather myself. So I think that was one of the biggest hurdles I had to face. Wait, I'm getting super ahead of myself because one experience that's, I think, common to everyone that's applying to med school was the Math. And again, for my batch, we did it online. So for your batch, you're so lucky, because you still got to go to the school to really feel the test environment, right? For me, I yeah. was at home. So I was just sitting here at 7 in the morning. And then they ask you to show your ID, right? So you're sitting there with a guest. You're like, like that the first five minutes it's like that because <laughs> they have to confirm if it's you that this was my biggest hurdle i think because halfway through part one of the exam my wife i just died like it just said no and it was it happened so slowly because it was i remember pa, it was the part of the exam perceptual activity whatever acuity there that part and then around the first five, I could see the pictures. Back. And then in the next question, I'm like, where are my choices? It was blank. So I messaged the proctor. I was like, there are no choices. And then the proctor wasn't replying. And then I clicked next question. They were all blank. And then something oh, popped suck. up on my screen. You've been disconnected. No! Oh, so no!
3: Awesome. So so oh,
5: my I
4: can call you. That. I can feel your stress. And I'm sitting there. I'm like... God, I've been preparing for this since last night because they have the mock exam and everything. Mm-hmm. And then they were trying out for a new app so you can exit or enter during the exam. Uh, I was just sitting there. I'm like, okay,
2: no. I freak out.
4: Nothing's going to happen. So I'm just going to compose myself, take a breath. And then like five minutes later, it came back up. And then the proctor was like, it's okay. You can continue. Oh, thank God.
3: Yay. So that Yay. happened.
4: Oh my god. <laughs> and I, I think I'm okay because I have a med school to go to now. Oh so yeah. Let's go. I think those are your struggles applying when you're applying online. Wi-Fi can be not great. Talking mm-hmm. to people, especially if it's online, you can't really translate body language, right? So you're just sitting there kind of feeling out the environment. And then, yeah, the last part was really just how When the results started coming out, I remember when my first school released the results, I was just in bed. I was on my phone, I was shitting. I was watching, I don't even know what I was watching. I was probably on Netflix. I was just there. And then someone posted like, Thank God, I got into my med school. I'm like, oh, no. What oh, no. did I know about this? And then she posted the link. So I'm like, wait, na, but what about me? And then you get emailed or something. So I was just like, okay, will I open this? Should I open this? And then I'm just sitting there staring at my phone like, okay, will I do this now? I don't have a chance. And this was like 10.30. Na, ha? They released the results at 9pm. I was looking at my phone like, will I do this? Should I do this? And I was like, okay fine, let's do this. I was scrolling, I was scrolling, and my name is letter R, so it's malayo. So I was scrolling, <laughs> and then I saw myself, I was like, wait lang, maybe I'm tripping, because you know those moments, when you just, in the aisle, yeah, like, you really a Real moment. A shirt, is this real in life? Okay. So I closed it again, <laughs> and then I opened it again, and I was like, okay, okay, I'm really here, I'm really here. And then I sent it to my mom, I'm like, mom, can you check if my name's really there? And she's like, Yeah, you have a med And I was like, what I? Have a medical? So yeah, that was my yeah. That was my whole application process in a nutshell. It was just a lot of confusing moments because of technology.
5: I love it, Kat. I feel like your your experience is so fresh out of the application. Now yeah. oh, like while you were talking about it, I'm I'm remembering how me, like at that time also, when the results were coming out and like preparing for NMAT. And I think it's important that you mentioned NMAT because maybe, I mean, we don't know who's going to be watching this and who's going to be listening. Yeah, for sure. Um, how did you prepare for the NMAT? I think that's something that everybody always wants to know or kind of asks um, people who are in med school or who have just finished taking the NMAT. How did you prepare? For sure, yeah. For me, well,
4: I think for a lot of people before me, it would be review centers, group studies, flashcards, and everything. But for me, I was too scared to go to review centers. And mm-hmm. I'm too scared naman to do review online with people I don't know. Because what if they're smarter than you and then you're just sitting there <laughs> not understanding them? So I'm like, okay, will I do it? So instead, I bought all of the review books. And then literally every day at the end of the day, like anywhere between 30 minutes, God knows how long I'd just keep taking the practice tests. And if mentally I felt like that day I just couldn't, I just couldn't force it. I think it's really important, like going into this journey, knowing when to take a break, right? So yeah, that's,
5: that's how true. I really
4: prepared for it. It was just taking the tests over and over. And then I agree with you when it comes to physics, because I really can't do it. I really can't deal with math.
5: Like so it amazes
4: me. Incel amazes me. I can't. I'm,
5: I'm, so I'm just John sitting there. I'm just sitting there. Okay. Like
4: to understand. So, mm-hmm. for me, yeah. and I only I prepared two months before the end math. So, not so good. Because they kept moving oh. the end math date for me. As in, it would be like January and then March and then suddenly it's October. So, you really never know when it's going to hit you. But yeah. then, like, you know, those moments when you're just like, I think I'm finally ready to take it. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, it's in December. Okay, I'll just do it. Like, whatever happens, happens. And in those two months of preparing, I feel like I couldn't have done more. I was exactly where I wanted and needed to be. And I wasn't too stressed out about it. I wasn't too scared anymore. And Mm -hmm. it could be a pro and a con that you eliminate the test environment. Because for you, you were surrounded by people that, wanted the same thing that you did. But yeah. for me, I was in my room, 6 in the morning, sitting there, staring at the screen, slowly realizing that, you know, my journey was about to start. And that, like... But also, you just feel at peace with yourself because you feel like you've really done everything.
5: Yeah, that's good. That's good. I feel like it's so crucial. Um, When I was studying also for the NMAT, I also... Kept doing practice tests, and I think yeah, that was the sure. most important. Like, um, I was different from you though, because I went to uh, I went through review classes. Um, any review class that that UP hosted that were like one day, I took it. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take it seriously though. I just sit in and then I'd listen. You know? yeah, like, be there, like yeah. you <laughs> said, brainlessly. Like mindlessly listen, because that's more that's better than nothing, right? But I did take formal review classes also. Um, those were on Sundays, and that one I took with my friends. So it was nice just, I think with med school, cassette, it's so different from college. Like college, college, you can survive relatively on your own. Like you can study on your own and you'll be fine. But from the very beginning of your med journey, so starting with NMAT, you already see how crucial it is to have a community and how, how helpful it is to have people with the same values, the same ideals, the same goals, the same drive as you Cause you really cannot go through med school alone. Like that, that is just not on the table. That's not an option. Um, so from Nmat review, having people to review with to um, taking the Nmat for so for me, taking the Nmat with people who also wanted to be a doctor kind of nudges you a bit and pushes you and kind of makes you really feel like this is it, like this is the start of my MDG and like this is really, this is really what I want to do for the rest of my life, you know. And um, like you said, uh, although for you, maybe group studies wasn't a thing. And me also, I'm not my group study. And I think I building think, a community for me would be like group chat. Like you have yeah, the experience yeah, of really being chat. with people. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Or at least having one person, like just one yeah, person sure. who you can go to to ask questions or to test yourself with or just study with, mm-hmm. even if quietly. That makes all the difference. Especially when you're preparing for s- such a big test like the NMAT, which... Might seem daunting at the start, but like like you, I'm sure now you can feel like some relief or whatever. Like after I took it, I was like, "Damn, I did that!" Like, wow, yeah.
4: That. And then you know when you
5: have friends that are
4: undergrad and they're like, "How was the end math? Yeah. Is it hard?" And then after you take it, you just like, you know, you're more prepared than you think, especially with the background that at least we're coming from, because we're both science majors. You're already more well equipped than you think. And yeah, when you take perfect. the exam, you kind of just need to take a step back and just breathe. Like, you're already there.
5: You got exactly. this. Yeah, exactly. I feel like confidence is really half the game. Yeah, you know? like, for sure. If you, if you believe in yourself and you're really confident, it's, it might sound cliche, but that's really it. I mean, a lot of tests are really just confidence that you already know what you know. And, like, what you know is enough. Um, And entering a big test like the NMAT, having that kind of Self-efficacy will really just change everything for you. I think. Yeah, it's nice. I love hearing your experience because I'm really being taken yeah, it's back so different from your.
3: <laughs> and we're like just in. We're awe. here. Yeah, like, yeah the experience is really
2: nice to hear it. It got. Yeah, that was, exactly, so, I got, got, got that was feeling, so not right, what I what thought. What, yeah. what school that is, you know,
3: like the process. Like I thought it was going to be similar to college where. You like pay a confirmation fee and like pay your tuition. You're good to go.
5: It's they almost like you're,
3: you're, it's, it's even harder than like when you're applying for a job, and getting everything ready. I feel like this is harder than that. And I'm, I mean, that's stupid coming from an unemployed guy like me. But, <laughs> but <laughs> just, yeah, just hearing all of that, man, it's it's insane that you have to go through all of that first. And then once you enter med school, that's like where everything just starts. And it's like, it's just going to get harder yeah. from there. So, you know, it's, it's insane. High
5: uh, yeah. level yeah. of respect but, but I, I guess, I guess also in, in a sense, it's a good thing. Because like Kat yeah. was saying, mm. when she sat in front of her computer, she's like, okay, this is it. This is what I want to do. It's kind of mm. every, every challenging step is like just a confirmation of this, this is what you really want. Yeah. This it this just thing. really grounds you all. So. Yeah. Like, that's true. That's true. Especially
4: those moments and confidence really is important, cause you just there. No one can tell you to do that. No one can help you with those moments. Like when you're You're finally there, and no matter how nice it is to have someone tell you that you got this, you're so prepared. We've been working at this for so long. The moment you find that silence in yourself and find that confidence in yourself, that's when you know. Like it's where your heart is really at it's one thing to have the people around you tell you they believe in you, but it's a whole other story when you really start believing in yourself and start seeing this journey as something that isn't just what
5: you want, but something that you're already on. Yeah, that's true. I feel like when you own the journey you're on, that Mm -hmm. that also is a different kind of ownership. Like, you know, nobody is going to help you pass this test. Nobody is going to do your application forms for you. It's really all up to you. And that power and that, that freedom to really just make your own choices is it's it's so liberating and liberating in a fun happy exciting way yeah you know, like each step that felt so daunting
4: at first suddenly mm-hmm. just feels like yeah i did that like whatever it's done now yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure
3: if you want it go for
0: it Diva. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah only you know what you really want
5: Yes. Yeah.
1: So okay. Um, I want to ask uh Maia like a very specific question since you know it's quarantine now you know COVID like everything really like shifted now. So like how's your experience in med school like during this pandemic? It must be different than what you probably expected, right?
5: Oh yes, of course. Um, I was expecting you know like. Getting my foot literally in the door, in the feeling campus and everything, but that obviously wasn't how it turned out. Um, for me, I feel like I'm relatively very, very lucky. Um, Ateneo from the very beginning has always been a very forward-thinking and a very progressive school. Um, not to be biased, it's really just <laughs> just spitting out facts.
1: Mm. You know? <laughs> Calling out them other med med schools. No, no, no! I have friends
5: <laughs> in other med schools, and, and there we study together. Like I feel like that is the one of the big pros of online school is that I was really able to have online study sessions with my friends from college and from high school who were in different med schools. So that's one thing that I think was very very different. um In the beginning, when I didn't yet know my batchmates, obviously because we haven't met each other, so that's the kind of kind of sad, you know, that you don't. See them. You don't see everyone right away. Um, I I did start out having study groups with people from other schools, other med schools, and it was nice to just see that oh we're all struggling in the same way and we're all just you know um, studying hard the same way. Uh, so that was one difference. Uh, I think another one was that uh, Ateneo um, from the very start started this Ateneo Blue Cloud. But I think you guys reached also an undergrad, right? So that carried on to, uh, yeah very convenient. yeah <laughs> um, it carried on to med school uh, there's i don't have to check any other site except for that at the name of blue cloud so it, it was very easy um, to see my classes to see my modules uh, another thing was that everyone was on the same footing so We were all, I guess you can say like newbies or noobs to this online learning thing. So we didn't know how to be students in an online setting. Our profs didn't know how to be profs in an online setting. And so slowly it kind of formed a different bond, I think. Um, The Ateneo faculty, they're very known for having an open mind and an open communication system. So we can really just go to them for anything. We can talk to our profs, we can vibrate them, we can ask them questions. And that, that transcended academics. So we could ask them for you know like help with Zoom or we could ask them for, this was something that our batch asked for, we asked for more asynchronous um, sessions compared to synchronous sessions. And they accommodated us. Um, so that was very shocking for me. I wouldn't actually think, I mean, you're in post-grad, everyone treats you like adults, right? So you kind of think that, oh, okay, um, whatever they say is gold standard, like, that's it, that's the final word. But um, with us in med school, it was so open. Like, we could really ask for whatever we needed, and and we'd find a compromise with the profs. Um, so there were a lot of differences. I think those are just a few, and I'm pretty sure I'm missing some but i feel like there were a lot of pros also to this online setting for for me in particular because um i'm the type of person who can't function without sleep sorry i can't function (laughs) yeah okay i can't function if i lack sleep and people kind of think like oh when you get to med school you're not gonna sleep you're gonna have super big eye bags you're gonna have a zero social life but not like that like i I won't be able to be a the doctor if I don't have sleep if I don't have relation if I don't have my relationships intact if I don't have time to you know focus on myself and that's something that was so um, big for me when I was starting med school. My goal has always been to be a holistic doctor. I don't just want to be an outstanding physician. I don't want to just know all the books, know all the facts, know all the concepts. I want to still have a good social life. I want to still be healthy, I want to still know trends, know how to relate to people. And so having all my classes on my laptop or on the iPad and having more freedom, I guess, with the synchronous classes, when to take your classes, when to study, it gave me time to come up with a solid routine, a solid routine that had exercise every day at 5 p.m. or, um, you know, like call my friends at night after dinner um, have dinner with my family every night, I think is very important. Have lunch with them also. And also have only naps. So a lot of these things, you know, are like really good trade-offs to, to having to learn how to study online. Because if I had to go to ASMPH every day, I wouldn't be able to take a nap every whenever I wanted. I wouldn't be able to, you know, like run at the end of the day. I, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have made it home for lunch or for, for dinner because I had to study. So there were really a lot of things different with regards to how I had to learn, first of all, how I had to meet my teachers, how I didn't meet my batchmates, and then how I eventually became friends with them. But on a personal growth level, I feel like there were a lot of things that I was able to focus on aside from my academics that were also very crucial to life in general. Because you really not just the doctorate. You're still at the end of the day. You're still a person. You're still you're still a daughter. You're still a sister. You're still a friend. You're still a girlfriend or whatever. Um, and you can't forget that just because you entered med school. So, I think online learning helped me kind of find that balance. I mean, I'm not a perfect student today. I'm I'm really like I'm chill. I'm not like <laughs> super super level beast, you know. But I just feel chill like- with the schedule. <laughs> yeah, just a schedule. I feel like online classes made me see the importance of a routine and being able to stick to it. So being able to wake up at 8am every day to study until 5pm and then do other things 5pm onwards and then maybe study a little bit later. Um, that's the biggest difference. I don't think I would have had a routine as solid as that if I had to go to school physically. And now that i'm finishing i finished one whole year with that mindset and with that um kind of life flow <laughs> um, <laughs> if in the event that we do go back to face-to-face classes that will be something that i will take from this online learning and online learning setup and kind of um put that in my the face-to-face setup I don't know if I missed anything or if something wasn't clear. You can just tell. That was great.
0: That was great. That was great. more.
5: Happened, man. But, you know. No,
4: that's fine.
0: The more the better. It's so
5: different. It's yeah, so yeah. different. But it, it's really, it was fun. It, it was fun figuring things out as I was going. Mm-hmm. But hopefully when Kat enters, um, it's a little bit more um, settled, I guess. Like the whole system and everything.
3: Yeah, to to kind of piggyback with um with what you just said. Uh, this one's for Kat this time. And after hearing all of that, like, this what what are your expectations? I know that sounds like very first day of school kind of question, but yeah. So what are your expectations? So one like lie reading... also. Yeah. Right. Diba.
5: Had of two truths, one lie there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Entering entering med school in like in a couple of months, so how have you been preparing? And again, what are your expectations like for that?
4: I think I really like that mea started talking about adjusting to the online setting because I walked into my last semester at Ateneo with that mindset that I feel like I was really past like my college experience. So I was using the online learning that I had because I still had online labs. I took med micro, med microbiology, and immunology online in my undergrad. And I was using those modules, like the schedule and everything, to really adjust myself to what was coming. Because I had a lot less subjects during my last semester. I literally just had three classes for over the course of five weeks, I think, five, six weeks. So I think that was the first step I took. It was using what I already had. And kind of figuring out how I wanted to study, how I wanted to fit in online classes to my schedule. Like, what's my study style? Do I like typing? Do I like writing? And I think that was a very good first step for me because I was already online. And I will be continuing online. Maybe a little blended learning. Who knows, right? But most of it, you know, you'll still be online. So it was a really good first step for me to kind of feel things out, like in my undergrad. And then I think the next big preparation that I took, and again, I agree with Maia because it was a lot of introspection. Since I had a lot of time for myself the past few months, it was kind of just figuring out like what I could do for myself to make me a better person like as an individual and how I could apply these things moving forward. So you try out a lot of different things, right? You see if working out this for you and that worked out for me. So I wake up at 9, 8 or 9, and the first thing I do is work out, like 8 to 9 or 9 to 10. And then I play with my brother's son. He's one. He's so cute. And I feel like right now, my biggest preparation is really just spending time with the people that matter to me and realizing that I'm entering a different chapter in my life. And even though I will still have time for these people and these things it won't be the same amount of time like people won't be adjusting to my schedule I'll be adjusting to theirs now so the next preparation I did was really just internalize. like we're in a pandemic I don't think I'll really be going to school it's not what I imagined my school life to be I'll be seeing my classmates on zoom
1: Like, essentially, what
4: we're doing now will be the next few months of my life. Like, I'll be talking to people online. Like, this is it. I'll be sitting here and talking to people online. And you just have to accept that that's where we are right now. And to make a good doctor, you have to be resilient. You have to be able to adapt to any situation. You have to be open to all of the things that could go wrong. Because things do go wrong every day. And you can't assume that everything's just going to be smooth sailing for you. And I feel like with every hiccup, it kind of just builds a generation of more resilient doctors. So it's kind of accepting where you are and using these things to really help build you up as an individual. And I guess the next thing that I want to take from MIA also is not neglecting your relationships. When you come from undergrad you still have time for everything like well at least that's for me I took like six classes so I'd have morning class and then the rest of the day was for me like I could do whatever I want. I could talk to whoever I wanted that's why like when you ask like when are you free to do the podcast always like that's (laughs) where I am right now like I always have time (laughs) <laughs> I feel like it's just really important to find the time to do those things right now. And yeah, aside from the whole introspective spiritual aspect of getting ready, um, what I actually did was I got a new laptop, I bought a mouse, and you know I bought a keyboard, <laughs> and then I moved my study desk from the dark corner to the one facing the window. And then I just, you know, you you start to buy these little things that you know will help you. But you're too shy to buy, like, one time, big time. So every day, there's just something arriving. And then you're just like, no, mom, I need that for school. I mean, you're just like, okay.
3: Enter online shopping.
4: (laughs) 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 I feel like a lot of coping, a lot of preparing. It's really just accepting where you are right now. So you have to find... I think that's one of my preparations. It was building a space that was conducive to learning within a space that I'm comfortable in. So I like studying in my room because I like being quiet. Even like in undergrad, even before the pandemic, I was always a very independent person with studying. Like there'd only be one or two people that I'd talk to about what's going on. But overall, I preferred just sitting in the library or sitting in a cafe and just studying on my own. And then if you don't get something, you message a prof. And that's why I agree with Maia that the Ateneo profs are the kindest people you will meet. Like, you can literally, you can cry to them. And they'll just be like, it's okay, we'll work through this. And then you're just like, <laughs> you know, those you're like, I'm so dumb. And then they're like, no, no, let's talk wow. about this. Let's work through this. That was me and Kim. Like I was crying to my prom. I was like, I really don't get it. I mean, biochem and I are not friends. Like I really try. I really try to make Yeah also. We're better. also not not we're but not good friends. I really mean, <laughs> you know when you're forcing yourself, like, let's work out now. Nah. Let's go. Let's be friends, biochem. And yeah. like, oh, sis, no. no, sorry, I'm not interested in you. Chem. Yeah, <laughs> like no, go away. <laughs> Maybe another subject for you. So yeah, even in your undergrad, you face subjects like that. So coming from Ateneo, going to Ateneo, I feel like I'm already well-versed with the community. Especially since I came from life science, so I'm in the bio department. And a lot of the people in my department are profs there also. It was funny pa during my interview, one of my panelists was my prof. And then I was shaking because he started grilling me. I wanted to cry. He started asking so many questions. He's like, okay what if it doesn't work out okay but what if it does what if the patient wants this what if they don't want this <laughs> we only have five minutes why do you have so many questions <laughs> thank god i made it in i don't know how that happened i was just sitting across him like Sir, okay no and they're recording pa naman. so you're just sitting there smiling politely but deep inside you're burning you're just like transfer me to the next room i'm done <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think a lot of the little steps that I took applying to med school helped really build my expectations for what med school would be like. And aside from that, I also watched a lot of YouTube videos because I like to panic. So when it's around 10 p.m. and I can't sleep, I'm just like, okay, I'll, I'll just watch other people's med school vlogs. I'll watch their campus tours, even oh. if they're not from Ateneo. I just want to know what they're doing. Like, how are people studying? How are they managing? Oh my goodness. You know what? That actually
5: really helps. Yeah, like right? learning, cause studying for medicine is different from studying undergrad, and when you watch those vlogs, they give you really good tips, right? And it calms you down, also. It's like, yes, Wow, they're doing exactly. that, like, okay, <laughs> fine, that makes
4: sense, you're not wrong. And then you see yeah. them having breakfast, you're like, Okay, I'll have breakfast too. <laughs> so, that's like my biggest preparation, <laughs> yeah. like, really just watching them. Like, oh, so that's what you do, you wake up at eight, you go for a run. Uh, and then you see that a lot of them do that so far a lot of these people have similar routines and it's for a reason I'm sure I feel like it's really important to stay fit like in every aspect of your life when you're coming into something yes. as big as med school Very you true. have to be like mentally ready for it you have to be in a good place with yourself and when you're not there because you're not always going to be okay that's perfectly fine there are just moments you need to take a step back and just breathe, like let it all sink in, feel whatever you're feeling. I think it's really important to respect where you are in your life and how you're feeling and what these moments mean to you, where they're going to take you. So, yeah, I think those are my preparations. One, getting to know myself and what works for me, two, watching everyone else study for, for med school. Three, talking to a lot of people about how their med school life is like. And even though it's different for everyone, it's nice to get an idea of what's going on. And I think four, is really just appreciating the relationships you have around you and seeing how these will help you and they will be your support system. It's true that we are gonna be taking our exams alone. You're gonna be sitting across a prof answering that question alone. But in all the moments outside that, you don't have to be alone. So, yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's very true.
3: Right on. It's a great uh,
4: quote. <laughs> right on. Wow.
3: Yeah, inspirational. <laughs> you inspired me.
4: Oh, I'm so sorry, Ensel. I took your, I took your thunder.
2: <laughs> oh, di na man.
4: Wow, you took the post. It, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not.
0: I'm not. Say something numbery. Poor. <laughs> Poor. <laughs>
3: 24, oh 25,
0: 25. <laughs> um, I don't really know what to say. <laughs> Speechless. Oh my God. It's like your fourth speech is nice, you know?
5: That, yeah, it's interesting how, um, because I guess we're we're in different stages, but we're relatively the same. But it's nice how the way you're preparing is also some like, I was taking a few things from what you were saying and, and, and thinking like, oh, that I did that too. And, and I still do it until now, like, um, giving importance to relationships, Mm -hmm. um, drawing inspiration from people who are far, far ahead of me in med school. A lot of those things, I think, um, it's not just preparation before you enter med school, but it's also things that you can still do when you're already in med school. So it's nice that you're already, you know, like, Introspecting, figuring out what you want to do, how you wanna spend your free time. because um, I feel like that that's still gonna be you when you when you start school and when things get a little bit more hectic.
4: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people really neglect that little portion of preparation. The point mm-hmm. where you're giving time for yourself. Cause a lot for a lot of people, preparation is about studying for this, getting to know this, preparing mm-hmm. this. But right from the end, Matt. It's about knowing what you need also and knowing what works for you. It's about understanding when you're still able to study and when you need to stop. It's about taking a break if your body says to. And I think those are the things that I really want to give importance to right now so that when I'm in med school, these are the little nuggets that, you know, I have within myself, like, okay, nothing's coming in anymore.
5: Time to sleep,
4: like, yeah, you just have to take the L. Sometimes you're not gonna understand everything. Mm-hmm. Very, very
5: important. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. you kind of expect so, like, yeah. okay, I'm gonna be a hundred percent every day, every mojo. <laughs> For sure. But that's really not how it is, and and Whoa. you're right. You really have to know how to listen to your body and and know when to take a break and know when to stop and step back from all things. ACAD. Definitely. Yeah.
4: And I super I just remembered what you said about how you're all on equal footing, because when you're coming from undergrad. You kind of feel good about yourself. You're like, yeah, I just finished that. Especially if you finished <laughs> with a good grade. Or if you have a nice end easy. And then you come into school. And then it hits you. Like, wait. You're all the same. There's an mm-hmm. NMAT cutoff. They have cutoffs for everything. You're like, wait. We're literally all the same. Either we're the same or you're smarter than me. So parents <laughs> sitting there like, okay. Oh my God. So, reality check. <laughs> like we're all on the same boat right now
5: sometimes that's true that's gonna need a little help and that's okay. (laughs) yeah that's what i was telling you like you really can't do med alone and Mm -hmm. some people are also gonna think like oh my batchmates are smarter than me or oh that that med student in another school is so much smarter than me but Mm -hmm. i've talked to so many med graduates and med students interns doctors and they all say pretty much the same thing that it's really not um, so much of the school that you end up in but it's really what mm-hmm. you do with your medical education that Definitely. Matters. and and making friends along your journey or of um, making friends before you start med school and working with them and helping them also just as you're studying hard that makes you for me personally that makes a more ideal doctor the doctors who are who are helping the other doctors be doctors you know yeah so a lot of times, yeah, I a think that's a big about. part and of the
4: culture, right? Yeah, yeah.
5: Like the health, it's so nice. Out. Even
4: the trans system, mm-hmm. I feel like in med school, there really isn't
5: much space to be selfish. You're kind of there's just no time to be selfish, all together, not, like... <laughs> not <Yeah>. at all. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, you you're wouldn't want to be learning selfish. Everything. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's a very humbling experience because a lot of times you're gonna face tests and face concepts that you really cannot get like you really mm-hmm. do not know no matter how many books you read you won't get it so everything is a humbling experience you're not you are smarter than you think but you're also not as smart as you think you get definitely me? <laughs> like have that confidence but don't be cocky about it because we sure. still need everybody's help you need you need yeah i you don't know like like it's
4: important to know when you need help and when you can give help Yes. Yeah. I mean, like a lot true. of people are too shy to ask for help, and you just have to get over that little. I think yeah, yeah. call a friend on this
5: one. <laughs> Please call a friend. Call a friend. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Because I'm your hosting. You're hosting for all. What's fine. That's speechless.
2: I keep
3: looking. Imaginary... I keep taking at like, the. Yeah. I have, like, an imaginary, like, list of my I'm thinking right of the now?
0: questions and I'm like, my God, these girls, yeah. they they know <laughs> yeah. how to, like, Post-grad answer stuff too, before it's well, been Did asked. you
4: answer the questions beforehand?
5: No, I, I didn't. I know that. Oh, my God, God same. But I didn't answer it's a, it before. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> better
0: but, that this is more spontaneous. Because, like, same. the yeah, it's reality. It. It's candid.
4: Candid. <laughs> oh, my God. That brings me back, though. Like, when you do your interviews you can think you're prepared. Because what a lot of people do is practice practice interviews, read questions. But one mm-hmm. important thing to do is to understand the school that you're going to. And that's the best preparation mm-hmm. you can make. Sorry, I'm going back to the topic a while ago. That's uh, yeah, No problem. Yeah, I feel, no like, <laughs> I feel like you really have to understand why you're a good fit for the school that you're applying to. Because for mm-hmm. ASMPH, they really make it a big deal that they're making doctor leaders like you're not just a doctor for yourself you're a doctor for the community you're you're supposed to be holistic and well-rounded like a doctor with values and that's one thing you should understand when you're applying to every med school what are they looking for and what are their values and what do you value and do these things align so yeah
5: yeah
4: yeah that's true I think some people get
5: get so nervous with with the interviews but they're not testing you. They don't. They don't want yes. to grill you. They just want to see if you're a good fit. If your personality, your study style is a good fit for the way they teach. Yeah, that's 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 it. It's like it's kind of like dating. I mean, they they're just yeah. trying to see. Actually. Are we gonna match? Like these if you're two bad, guy yeah, are yeah. You a bad guy, bad. Yeah, bad guy. All of us can relate. To that.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my God! Uh, I have a question. That was a that question. was an interesting turn. <laughs> uh, 5 your question. But...
2: Ah, Go, sige sige. Go off. Um, have you guys taken your Hippocratic oath yet, or when you become doctors, pa yun? i sorry, Kat. Ola ka bang sa med school? Sorry, sorry. I'm
3: supposed. <laughs> oh
1: my oh God. God! I didn't even know no, this.
5: Not yet,
3: and so not yet. Not yet. Uh, you so you're going way. <laughs> yeah, you're, what is that's that? Like, I'm that's sorry.
1: like relax. a few years. We're gonna get them in the future
3: you can ask, ask them matter. Okay. They will. Yeah. They
5: will. Yeah. They will. We will. We will. I got to will. Are you probably for like sure practicing we will. for it? But like, are you practicing
4: in your house? <laughs> yes, we will. <both. laughs>
1: okay, okay. So wait, wait sir, do you practice your oath for law? Is, is hey, there an oath for law? Are you I'm pra- not even sure I <laughs> <ngay. laughs> What? <laughs> I can
3: see it just Preparedness right here <laughs> Are you practicing it then so <laughs> Like They're preparing
2: for their guys. I'm going in Guns blazing Don't hey, know a thing
3: <laughs> 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 You're going to be a great
4: mirror, lawyer
2: You have your mirror and Yeah okay like, and Because so, you're smart We get it <laughs> No I'm not smart I just have company company
4: Guns are already loaded Got
2: it. <laughs> Loaded. All fire blanks
0: <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, um, oh my good. Oh my Post Um Wait. <laughs> let me get back on track here for a second. <laughs> Shifting. <laughs> Shifting. <laughs> Shifting a Loving this That's energy crazy. though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah it, it, I don't know. It's, it's really like hearing your experiences like like not just seeing it in the, the med school setting, but like this is kind of what everyone in like our batch or the batch before us or the batch after us is going through now where they're kind of transitioning from college to what they're supposed to, you know, what what their occupation is going to be, right? Going into the workforce world or med school or law school. So like, I don't know, like, thank you guys for being here because Because I don't know, for me, I just feel, like, so inspired because, like, I'm not going to lie, like, even though I'm not, like, going to med school, like, I'm kind of scared of, like, moving on from after college because, of course, it's it's really scary but, like, knowing that there are people in different occupations but going through similar situations, it makes it a little less scary for me to know that, like, you know, all of this stuff, just be confident, believe in yourself, like, take time to rest, there's nothing wrong with that, like, really know what you want to be doing in life. Like this is not just going to inspire like people who are going into med school. This is going to inspire everyone who's going through this situation that we're all in and for future generations as well. And like you guys really just answered my, my last question, which is (laughs) going to be, is there any like skill or life lesson that you um, learned throughout your educational journey that you think um, helped you a lot now in the situation you're in, being either going into med school or being in med school, and like, what um, other advice do you have to give to all of the people who are going to be watching this podcast?
1: You go Any
4: ahead, of you? Go ahead. Sure. <laughs> I think just to really keep it short and sweet, every step that you're gonna face, whether it's med school, applying for a job, applying for any post-grad, or really just figuring things out. Every step is going to feel daunting until you take that step. So you have to have the courage and that faith in yourself to take the leap. I know it sounds cliche, like it's what everyone says, just do it. But really, you're ready to take that leap, whatever it may be. If you're too scared to apply for that job, just do it anyway. And not everything will go your way. You're going to face rejections and some things aren't going to go your way. And that's fine. In every experience, there's always something to learn. Like you're not going to be the perfect person for every job, but you're going to be the perfect person for the right job that's for you. And you just have to find that. You have to find peace with yourself also that you can't win every battle. So moving forward... Kind of just have the faith in yourself and in the way that things will go and know that where you are now is where you're meant to be. And you may seem stuck, may seem helpless, but it's okay. As long as you know, you're going through the days. Just waking up every day is a big enough deal. Like, you already did that. And maybe some days you take bigger steps than others. But today, if all you could do is wake up, and, you know, maybe eat drink water, that's fine too. But one day you're really going to figure out where you're headed.
5: Yeah, that's beautiful. And that, that's so reassuring, Kat. I love it, that you pointed that out and you emphasized all that you did.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, I think also, uh, two actually, with first, I guess, focusing on med students and the medical profession in general. I mean, I'm really just starting out, so I, I don't know, as much as the doctors know. But if there's anything that I've learned from my mentors and my professors, it's that medicine is lifelong learning. It's lifelong studying. And sometimes that can be draining, but it's really just, you just have to keep going. You just have to read one page at a time, one word at a time. And, And every day, just keep telling yourself that I know more today than I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that should be all the reassurance you need. And that will be what will motivate you. And this is actually something my, my prof told us because e- I easily get overwhelmed with work and with stuff to study. But when he told us that on a Zoom call with our entire batch, he's like you, you guys, you know what now? Nah, you already know more today than you did yesterday and the day that you started med school. That for me was already a big achievement. And it's just constantly reminding yourself that, yeah, I, I am learning. I'm, I'm maybe learning at a slow pace. I may be learning at a fast pace, but I'm learning. And bottom line is I will get there someday, but I just have to keep going. So for medicine, it, it really is a totally different challenge. And if, if someone were to come up to me and ask me one thing, that would be the one thing that I told them. Um, on the other hand, I think for people who are maybe um, applying for a job like rectal or um, you know, going to law school like Intel, or just figuring things out like Thaw, <laughs> and and yeah, which is also <laughs> no special
1: pleasure. mention.
5: Take your time, guys.
4: Um, <laughs> nice. If
5: anything, I yeah. think um, yep. just introspect and kind of just see um, is my heart in the right place. Because if it is, everything will just fall into place. And it will be hard. I mean, you can't escape the hard of life. But if your heart is in the right place, things will go smoothly and things will go um, good for you, I think. And if, if you're doing things um, good, not just for yourself, but good for the people around you, good for your society, then I don't see any reason why, why God or why the universe, if you don't believe in God, why the universe would, would give you otherwise. So it would give you something other than what you feel your purpose is. So if your heart is in the right place, things will things will fall into place. That's <laughs> all I think. <laughs> that is all, Ton. You may take the floor now. <laughs> Go ahead, Ton.
0: I love how they're just taking control of this I whole part.
1: <laughs> Yeah. I mean they know um, how to host. They know how to host. I they, they know so how
0: they to host. Can, we should be wants being interviewed.
5: <laughs> um Yeah, Thon you like my scripts I wore this for you Kat and yeah. let's get you one let's get you one we should have gotten you one before yeah, this
4: podcast imagine, you know? yeah so sure. it can be our colors. podcast
5: right yeah May- Kat, change the Kat, name of the show podcast. also yeah we'll be in matching outfits <laughs> all the time in every episode oh
0: you can call it <laughs> I guess we, we just lost our job don't worry we're <laughs> no, no, gonna but we're gonna be competitors we're so. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be your competitors
4: nah you guys are the best hosts <laughs>
0: Um, thank oh. you for
4: having yeah, me. Yeah, honestly, it was honestly us. so easy for us because you just made it feel so safe and comfortable. Like we could keep up yeah, like, because you made it such a nice and easygoing experience.
0: That's really yeah. like <laughs> this is
5: the first podcast <laughs> I've that- ever doing in my whole life. <laughs> Same. This- yeah, wow. Wow. it's an honor, ladies. welcoming
0: for sure. We no, we really it. wanna we really wanna Super. thank you guys, Talaga, for, for being our guests. Like this is what we really love about doing this podcast, is we we pick topics that we, we feel that we're going to learn from. And yet, what these two, for the medical world, you guys have, like, really, really bright futures ahead of you. Like, for all of our future children and grandchildren, these are the doctors to go sure. um, <laughs> right, right. But, yeah, we just...
5: Of course, we it has just to want grandchildren. Kat, thank... yeah, he said grandchildren. Because <laughs> we're not yeah.
0: going to be told <laughs> you to be. Because, like, we, they, they're still going to be in practice, for sure. <laughs> like... <laughs> Um. <laughs> didn't think that through but <laughs> yeah this is really good like, <laughs> especially since this is like one of our last episodes for this season I feel like the the stuff that we learned here is like very important in moving forward as well with this or our jobs or whatever we're going to be going through in the future so from the bottom of our hearts we just want to thank the two of you for being such amazing guests and such brilliant future doctors. We can't wait to see what, what stuff you guys are going to accomplish. Um, yeah, so thank you everyone who's watching. We hope we inspired not only um, current and future medical students, but also a lot of people who are, you know, going through the transition of deciding what they want to do in life. We hope that this podcast has helped you um, realize a bit more what you're truly meant to be doing. So... Yeah, so uh, thank you again. Um, anything that these ladies want plugged will have in the description down below. But don't forget to click like, subscribe, comment if you want. Um, thank you guys for all your support. We're almost done with the full season, so that's a really <laughs> big deal. Um, yeah, we'll see everyone soon. Bye bye. Uh, there. Happy? Thanks for tuning in to Mosh uh-huh. We'll see you again, Scrooops Sash, Scrooops Sash, <laughs> thanks for tuning in to our stupid podcast.